Card presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. She hasn't been to a convention in Toronto in over a decade, and she finally has once again, and we got to talk with her. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week is the last of our comic creator interviews that we did at Toronto Comic-Con 2023 that happened March 17th to 19th of this past year. Agnes Grabowska, a artist who's from Toronto, but uh, moved to the States uh, over a decade ago. And uh, she now lives in Los Angeles. And she hasn't been back to a convention in Toronto since. She's been back to Toronto, of course, visiting family, visiting friends, but an actual convention she has not been at. And during the early years of Geekard, that was kind of like a staple for us. Agnes was always doing interviews with us at various events, at TCAF, at Toronto Comic Con, at Fan Expo. She was always like a guaranteed good chat. And so when I saw that she was coming back to Toronto for this year's Toronto Comic Con, I was like... We definitely got to talk to her, and that's what we did this time around. And since then, since heading to the magical land of Los Angeles, she has worked on a, a great number of books, including My Little Pony for IDW and DC Superhero Girls, which, of course, is a number of girl superheroes. And they're all like, I guess they'd be in, is it, what is it, like they're like 12? It's sort of like a middle school kind of, yeah, yeah. it's sort of tween age, yeah. Yeah, it's a very popular cartoon series, and uh, the comic series has also done quite well, and she was the artist on the comic series. She's also done work for Aspen Comics, Dynamite. She's done tons of great work, and she has such a cool style in the sense that she kind of plays to the idea of how kids play. You know, when we're all kids and we're dreaming of being superheroes, we're not dreaming of being big powerful dudes are dreaming of us like in cool costumes but we're still us and that's how a lot of her art works she draws like the little kid version of everything and it's it's so much fun for you old out there like me if you still remember muppet babies fondly yeah this is the energy it brings it makes every interaction sort of like the fun childlike version of it yeah definitely yeah Definitely, yeah. It's definitely got a Muppet Babies, Little Rascals type feel. Yeah, her artwork's amazing. We got a chance to talk with her about a whole bunch of stuff right here. Let's take a listen. So we're here with Agnes Garbowska, who I haven't seen in like a decade. Yeah, I haven't been in Toronto for a Toronto show in like nine years. This is Something insane. like that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think the last time we talked to you on uh, on Geek Card was probably like 2015. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Long time ago, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, since then, of course, you've been you've been in the states and you've been uh, doing some amazing work. Oh, thank you. And uh, like I know when last we spoke, you were doing My Little Pony, and I thought that's that's a great book for Agnes. That's fantastic mm-hmm. for her. That's perfect. And then, you know, DC Superhero Girls comes along, and I'm like, oh, that's an amazing <laughs> book for Agnes. That is like so up her alley. So what was it like working on uh, on Superhero Girls? Oh, I loved it. It was definitely a dream project because, like, whenever I did an interview, everyone's like, what's your dream project? I'm like, I want to draw female superheroes. So when DC Superhero Girls came, came around and I was able to work on that, I was like, 
exactly what I asked for and it was such a fun project to work on in both styles working with Shay Fontana she is like one of my favorite people we worked on something after DC Superhero Girls together and then working in the new style was so whimsical and fun it felt like a new property altogether too right and that's you know that's something that uh, one of your your main talents is that you're you have your distinct style but you're able to adapt to styles yeah is that something like how did how did you pick that up like is it just because you, you're constant drawing or um I realized I have this really weird knack that I could pick up styles very quickly because I've always been really good at picking up patterns which was always something my brain was really good at it like it gets a pattern and picks it up but I didn't realize I could apply that to my art so it became like a thing editors know became like oh Agnes can draw different styles and that was really cool because then I jumped from DC Superhero Girls to Teen Titans Go and then when the Teen Titans Go DC Superhero Girls crossover came around the editors like well you draw both <laughs> so it's really cool it's definitely Definitely something I practice, but something that I could definitely pick up a lot easier, I think, than most. I had a question about the eye ratio to the rest of the face. <laughs> I feel like you've mastered the, you could make it bigger than a third almost without it looking scary. Because there's a point where it turns into a hollowed out gout, like ghoul. Yes. No, but that's you definitely have scary. mastered, like, what is your max eye size? that you managed to pull off in a character? Never more than like half. Okay. Like like you like usually with like you try to think of a kid's proportion. Kids have very big foreheads or their eyes are tend to be a little lower on the face. So my eyes are usually about the center or lower of the face where I do leave a larger forehead. But if you make the eyes too too big where it consumes the face, then it's just overpowering. So it's definitely like I want to make the eyes big but not overpowering to the rest of the features. I yeah. want them all to work together and sync. I feel like there's a calculus in there that you and the puppeteers behind Grogu have mastered and everybody else is just, they're almost there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Now, the work you're doing, it's all ages comics. And aside from being like the perfect artist for all ages comics, you're also like probably its greatest champion. <laughs> like Thanks. the way I hear you talk about all ages comics to not just kids, but adults as well. Anytime I've heard you talk about any project you've worked on, I've been compelled to be like, oh, I got to check oh, that out. That's really you. cool. And I think, you know, it's I think it's because you see the book as a way to bring like families together in a sense. <laughs> It really is. They really are because a lot of parents like to read with their kids. And for me, when I started off, I only knew Polish, so I had to learn English. And comics were such a gateway for me to want to learn. And because it was such a big part of how I learned to read and how I embraced the love of reading, I now like to be able to spread that to parents and kids. Because a lot of parents come to me and they're like, our kids should read novels. I'm like, no, let them read their comics. If they're reading, they're going to grow that love of reading and let it happen naturally. And comics are like the easiest gateway. And a lot parents don't realize kids sometimes are scared to read it is very intimidating and comics just you just want to get to know the characters and then you want to start creating your own stories and telling your own stories and reading and writing and all that good stuff when i worked at chapters we often had parents come and just leave their children in the my book section <laughs> of your titles which one would you say is a good leave the kid at home or in a car with a window slightly unlocked listener never do this <laughs> um you know <laughs> 
It, that that's a hard question because everything I work on is pretty much in that. Like if you have kids that really love ponies, just get a My Little Pony. Every kid loves a pony, and if it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl, there's lovable characters, and you could relate to them. If you have a kid who's very active, get him into superheroes. There's so many great superhero stories. Like DC Superhero Girls is so great for like kids who have like maybe different types of friends in their group, and they're all trying to figure out how to get along. And Teen Titans Go is just great if you have like a brother and sister who are fighting over both. Get them Teen Titans Go because their characters are both going to love in there and relate to. There's just so much. And even get Kenzie's Kingdom, guys. I know I'm totally like, that's not in there. But me and Shay worked on Kenzie's Kingdom together. And that's all about family. It's about family and time traveling nights. So who can, you can't say no to that. So it's just, there's something for everyone. So I would say anything I work on, you could just shove a kid in the car with. But please make sure to leave the open window <laughs> open just a little bit. <laughs> well, the art style is so expressive. It does help with those parents that say, my kids don't like reading. And that has been something that I've done with a lot of family members, friends, give them a comic book like yours in order to help them get into just holding a book and working their way through it. No, it's so great. Like, comics are always going to be the gateway for me for anything. Like, just get kids reading. I don't care how you get them reading. Just get them reading. (laughs) You know, of course, we're at a convention right now. And I know, you know, you've gone to a bunch of conventions. And, of course, you love to live sketch. And you sketch for a lot of people. Is your love of life sketch kind of tied into the fact that you fell in love with art because your mom sat you down with a bunch of pads in front of the TV and was like, go nuts? It's like, does the kid inside you come out when you're live sketching? It really does. And I just... Part of the reason I think it comes alive is I love people's reactions when they see me do it live. Like, I could see, like, even adults' eyes go wide. Like, it's magic. And it's such an empowering feeling for me as an artist to see that I could give someone that reaction. And they see this come to life. And to them, it's magic. And then I get excited. And then they get excited. And I feed off of that excitement. So I love live sketching. I don't, like... If I could do everything live sketching, I would. I even do, like, live things, like, on YouTube and stuff because I just love people's reactions to it. But it's definitely a passion of mine, and everyone's reaction just empowers me to keep doing it. Yeah, you've been doing the live draws on YouTube with the uh, with the, the prompts and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. What has that experience been like for you? It's been fun because usually when I started off my YouTube channel it was during COVID and it was for watercolor sketches to kids to teach kids to draw. But then once my work started picking up again, I couldn't keep it regularly because in conventions and travel. So I just wanted to try something different. And everyone's like, we're prompting things into AI. So I'm like, well, I could get prompted to draw stuff at the speed that I could draw it. So I decided to have fun with it because it's a word everyone's using right now. And I'm like, but that's what you're doing for artists as well. We are creating this art for you and I could create it live so I just love doing it whether it's digitally or traditionally and yeah give me an idea and I'll draw it up so if you were going to maybe work on something that was on a sort of darker more adult side maybe using the eyes more for terror and less for delight (laughs) and joy and sort of the inquisitive nature of your characters what kind of title would you like to draw for Well, I did have, there was something I self-published like now, like well 10 years ago, but I had a story called Yumi and Zombie. It was a kid-friendly zombies and I love zombies. And it covered dark themes too. Yeah, yeah, in a very, very nice way that parents can like, oh, here are zombies, but they're not as bad as the other zombies. And I also like ghost stories. So I think ghosts can also be made in a way that can be kid-friendly. But yeah, ghosts and zombies, guys. Ghosts and zombies. Ghosts and zombies. There we go. So uh, can you tell us a little bit uh, about White Wabbit products? 
Oh my gosh, that is um, it's a pro. I just love designing because as well, like I I don't like limiting myself to one thing, and I'm always full of ideas. So I decided to design some of my own products, and I have like a Red Bubble store, and I have a Society Six. It's under my name, Agnes Garboska. But there's different types of products, like the the White Wabbit, and then there's other some dinosaur characters there. There's doggos because I love creating patterns. And just developing different things, so it's just basically products with my illustrations that look super cool, and everyone should check out. And it's just more, more of my graphic design work. Yeah, no, I've gone through the pages on Society Six, and yeah, some some great designs. Oh, thank you. A lot of fun there, definitely. I just love creating. You love creating, of course, and also I've heard at some point you've talked about how you like drawing shrubbery and destroyed buildings <laughs> and things like that, and always dinosaurs. Smash Are you always looking for like? new inspiration like new things to draw you know what my brain is all over the place and i used to think that was a bad thing but now i've come to understand i'm like every one's mind is different and my brain just likes to over process and always come up with new ideas so it's kind of like one day i wake up i'm like this would be a really cool idea and then i'm not very good at sitting still so then i start developing that idea into something and i find that's better to keep active and be creative than just sit still and if you get an idea why not put it on the world the worst thing that can happen is people won't like it so if i have an idea i put it on the world and see what the response is because at least I'm not just sitting there. I'm doing something and I'm actively creating all the time. I see you've got a gem title here on offer. Uh, big fan. I was more of a Misfits girl, but, you know, gem was okay. If you were going to work on a reboot of an animated gems show, who would be a character that you'd most want to draw? Well, I, I just always love gem. Like, I know that she's very traditional, but... So gem so is gem or gem is Jerrica? Both. Okay. Because, so when I worked on the Gem and the Hologram story, the story that I worked in there, it's kind of like Muppets Babies meets Gem and the Holograms. Now, if I could do an entire series like that, Gem and the Holograms meets Muppet Babies, that would be the most funnest project ever. Because then I could be silly. I could be whimsical. She could transform and it will be adorably cute. Oh, and you could have like a little evil boss of Starlight Records. It's yes. sort of like the boss baby. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Put a pin Can we in that. Do this? The year of this year started on a bit of a somber note for you as uh, you lost Otis. My doggo. Your doggo. Of course, Otis was inspiration for a, a lot of drawings a lot. for you. He appeared on covers. He appeared in Little Vampy. He appeared in My Little Pony. My dog appeared in a lot of places. Yeah. So I, I, I guess it's, you know, in a good way that you got a chance to put him into all that artwork mm -hmm. so that he can live on. Yeah. He will always live on. Um, it was very sad because I had Otis for 16 years. He was even a staple at conventions. He appeared at a Toronto shows back in the day when yeah, I lived here. I remember Otis. He appeared at some American <laughs> shows. He appeared at store signings. Like, Olive and Otis were just a part of me. So it, it definitely was very strange not having Otis around but he'll always be my babe and now he lives on in published work whether he realizes or not but it was really cool just putting him in all sorts of stories. Right and how, how's Olive doing? She's doing good she is going blind she is an old lady she's 14 uh, but overall her health is good she she gives me a little scare here and there but she's doing pretty good. Oh, that's good. Well Agnes I want to thank you for talking with us it's a pleasure. It's so great to see you after a decade. Yeah. And uh, still continue to love your work and uh, look forward to more adventures that you're going to take us on. Mm, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So that was our interview with Agnes Garbowska. Really looking forward to seeing what she has coming up next because uh, it's always fun. I think she was one of the creators probably who 
benefited most from the, I'm going to say accidental genius move, because I'll never give any con really credit for being that ahead of the game, but it was March break. Yeah. So a lot of the creators were pleasantly surprised at how much traffic they saw on the first Friday, but we got to see children's eyes literally light up and like stop in the tracks, like when they saw all her stickers and other things at her booth. So hopefully the great response, the accidental good timing, you won't have to wait another 10 years before you see her. Yeah. Well, she's also going to decide to do it again. So hopefully she did quite well at this one and she'll come back again because we're always happy to have her. Check out Agus Garbowska's work. It's some fun stuff. Well, we've come to the end of another episode of Back Issue Bloodbath. Petula, tell the good folks listening out there in Back Issue Bloodbath land where they can find us. At Anatif.com. On Twitter, Hive, Instagram, TikTok, at Obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. For me, it's very easy for me to remember because it's much less. I'm on Twitter, at Geekard. Follow all the stuff I do at geekartshow.com. Follow this very show on Facebook at Backstreet Bloodbath where we post a new episode every week. And, uh, you know, hey, if you want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, you know, subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice and, uh, you know, rate us high and tell people nice things about us because it's nice. We'll, tell, we'll say nice things about you if you say nice things about us. It's mutual. We love I our I think listeners. you look great today. Is that a new jacket? You smell awesome. This has been Back <laughs> Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I'm Betul Neal. Have yourself a good one.